This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com. Thank you for being with us with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app, presented by Happy State Bank for that. Uh, Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. I um, had the pleasure, again, of being at the Suited Up for Success event last night for uh, Texas Tech student-athletes. And uh, at my table uh, last night, among it just happened to be this way, had a couple Lady Raiders uh, from the basketball team, Ashley Chevalier and and uh, Jasmine Shavers, but also Jamie, a, a baseball player, sat next to me. Um, okay. Cade McGee, the uh, third baseman from uh, Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. He's cool. re- really, really nice. You're going to love him. Okay. Because I asked him, I said, <clears throat> I said, so, Kate, are you a big home run hitter? He's like, man, I, I just I just try to get the ball and play. That's <laughs> good. I said, I said, man, you are. And he was just real calm, you know, low-key, soft-spoken. Man, he... He he fits that baseball team like a glove. I said, man, coach, you're 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 just like Coach Tadlock. He said, have you ever had Coach Tadlock on on your show? And I said, yeah. I said, we have. I said, it's been a while since we've had him on. I said, we had him on one time, and and Coach Tadlock, while he was waiting for us, he comes on and says, I'm I'm glad to be on with you guys. I I found a knife that I've been looking for in my middle desk drawer. And he said, that sounds just like Coach Tadlock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like him, just like him. So um, he was a previously at uh, Gonzaga. Yeah, should be a should be a big part of this year's team. He, I would expect him to be your starting third baseman. Yeah. I asked him if he was going to be like Josh Young and he just he kind of he he brushed that off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he, Sir, those those guys are hard to come by. They are. I mean, but I mean he was very he was, he's he's a nice young man. He was really, can pitch a little too. Can he really? Yeah. Can he you? has. He he didn't share that. He was like I said, he was he was pretty, you know, he was, he was a baseball player, you know. Just, you know, I'm going to let my bat do the talking. Let my glove do the talking. Let my arm do the talking. It's good. We need him. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, man, this guy's this, this guy right up your alley. There's no no brashness there, no no cockiness, no. And the baseball guys all kind of hung together last night, which is, which is kind of what they do. They all kind of mm, was, circled up. Okay. Uh, which is which is good. I mean that that's pretty much like the other athletes too. The basketball players were, and I met a I met a uh, one of the ladies I, I met uh, last night. She is a triple jumper from uh, Nigeria, and she's tall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked her. I said, "Did you? How did you do in the Big Twelve uh, last year?" She goes, "Well, I finished second, but she uh, she has Olympic dreams to uh, go compete for Nigeria, which I think would be just really really." really cool i mean you know how i feel about the olympics yeah anytime you're competing for your country that's yeah. pretty awesome and a great mm-hmm. honor mm-hmm. uh but yeah it was uh last night was the uh was the dinner and uh how to eat with a salad fork and how to tear your roll properly and and uh all that kind of stuff how to cut your salad and things like that i was like man this is this is this is right up the kind of stuff that i need so i, I tried to pay as close attention as i could that's good. You know, eat, you know, cutting the continental style and the American style. And my head was swimming by the time I got done. But it was, I think it's great that they do this. The uh, the mock interviews will be more for their, their business, you know, acumen. And uh, they'll walk out with a suit of clothes. 
that will be, you know, selected by them, whether it's for the ladies, you know, and, and then the guys and um, kind of just helps them with their resume. The other thing that they got, and then this was this was very pleasing to me, Jamie, is that each one of them, uh, they were able to order business cards. So they had business cards to to give to the business professionals that were there last night. That's good. Yeah. So I thought, man, that's. That was you were supposed to exchange business cards, so of course I had plenty with me last night. I didn't. I was very prepared for that. That's good. That's good. I told him. I said, "This that's the ones that I met last night." I said, "This, this is my wheelhouse right here. This is <laughs> you guys do. You know, run fast or jump far. Or, you know, I met some golfers and uh, female golfers uh, from the women's golf team and." Uh, I was like, man, this is this is what this is what I do: shake hands and kiss babies, and talk to people. That's 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 what uh, that's what I know how to do. But I think it's a I think it's a tremendous event, and I always um, salute Texas Tech for for having a program like that, and making that available uh, for their student athletes. And and uh, you know, if they, if you haven't done that, or if they haven't um, done that, and you know somebody that is a student athlete, and just encourage them to do it because I think it's I think I think it's really good to to learn how to to network and kind of sell yourself, so to speak, and present yourself. And, and, uh, and that's, that's, uh, sometimes that, that's a, that's a trait that's, um, I think mastered over, over time. You don't just, just walk out of, out of college and be able to, to do that. All right. 620 this morning here on the morning drive. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a question or a concern and maybe, maybe it's just me. Uh, but you know, we hear this, we hear this a lot. Do you have any concern at all about K-State beating you twice? Or do you think that's more the fan base kind of wringing their hands as opposed to the football team wringing their hands? Well, if they've, uh, if you don't have Baron Morton on Saturday, uh, Kansas State would play a large part in beating you twice. Because of what happened with Baron getting hurt, yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't have him and you're instead yeah. going with a true freshman quarterback, mm-hmm. I feel like you're significantly less of a team. Yeah. And and sometimes when the quote beating you twice, it's more about a loss from the previous week linger, not necessarily the yeah. the physical aspect of, of what transpired. Because you're, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> if Baron Morton isn't able to go, the reason he's not able to go is, the, is because he wasn't able to either A, protect himself, or B, got injured on one of those hits that he took there in the first half last week. So to ask the other, to add the other part of that, I mean, if, again, I, I feel like you're less of an offense without, without Baron Morton at this mm-hmm. point compared to a guy with just almost no experience. Um, as far as do I, do I fear that the team would be so disappointed in last week that they would let that linger? Um, man, I definitely feel like the fan base has, uh, but I I don't know what the team's you know their level of psyche, confidence yeah. and psyche that's a good word what that's like at this point um, that would be hard for me to gauge unless I was really around the sure team. no I, that, and that's fair that's fair because um, I because I feel like that for whatever reason I mean we've we've certainly as you know over test of time you're experience a lot of losses it it seems like this one um compared to others over the last let's just say two and a half years since matt wells was dismissed this 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 loss seems to have been one that we've 
kind of post gamed more than maybe others over the over the last two and a half years? Uh, I think that's probably fair. Um, uh, it's just I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody here. It's just really left me questioning things. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get past that. Yeah, no, I, okay. I I understand that, and I I said to myself last night, I go, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna put K State in the rearview mirror, and we're gonna look forward to BYU, and so that this is kind of the the wrap up for me on that. But I mean, I I agree with you. I think it's whether it's put things in question or it's just left a bad taste in your mouth or you just you know, don't understand why you're doing some of the things that you're doing. It's just yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Chuck, a win over a win over BYU, and I have no I have no idea who BYU even is. Okay, I mean, are they the team that beat Arkansas, or are they the team that just got crushed this past weekend by TCU? Mm-hmm. Who didn't you know coming into the game didn't look like world beaters at all. I have I have no idea who BYU is, but a win over them will not make me feel better about Kansas State's law. The Kansas State lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I hate feeling this way, but I feel like we're. Um, I thought we had learned some lessons and moved forward, and that clearly wasn't the case. And I'm now feeling like. Um, Back to the way I felt at times during the Wells era, where you felt like the sidelines uh, was hurting the team's chances to win. 625 this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. What do you think? Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, the Red Raiders have played BYU once, Jamie, just once. And it was, uh, let's see, 1940, October 18th, 1940. Today is uh, October 19th, 2023. So that's, a, what, 93 years ago? It's been a while. Yeah, been a while. So We're it was, due. It was a, got to think it was a Saturday since it was, you know, probably, they probably didn't play on Sundays in 1940 either. Um but uh, man, the dis- discussion around the <clears throat> church coffee pot was uh, was all about uh, the Red Raiders running the football. <laughs> they completed two passes. One went from CL Stores to EJ McKnight for forty eight yards and a touchdown. Okay, the, uh, the Red Raiders won that ball game, or as maybe they were known then, the Matadors, twenty one to twenty. Yes. Milton Milton Hill had a 46-yard run, shook himself loose, uh, and then uh, got got some big blocking up front. And then uh, how about this? Big Dutch Dvorak uh, went in from 10 yards. Okay, oh, good old Dutch. Yeah, Dutch, big Dutch. This is big Dutch, mm. big Dutch. And then there was a safety in the ball game as well. So uh, 21 to 20 uh, was uh, the final. Uh, for that one, no, no other statistics available from that game, but uh, that's good. I mean, the, the running attack was uh, was effective back in 1940. I'll take 21-20 this Saturday. Yeah, no kidding, no, no kidding. You know, if you look at the statistical matchup now, we're you know we're into week eight, so <clears throat> some of these numbers are now kind of you are who you are, right? 
So if you look at BYU um, in um, in pass defense and rushing defense, they're not very good, and the Red Raiders are slightly ahead of them. Uh, BYU, from a rushing standpoint, gives up basically 150 yards a game. That's 10th in the Big 12. Uh, Passing-wise, they give up 248 uh, per game. That's 11th in the Big 12. Red Raiders are 9th and 8th, uh, respectively, against the run and against the pass. And then in total offense, Tech is 8th in the Big 12 at 179 yards a game and 12th in the Big 12 in passing at uh, 230. So rushing one. is 179 per game. Yeah, rushing is 179 per game. And, okay. and you're 8th for your rushing offense. And your passing offense is 231 yards, and that's 12th. Uh, so you're behind BYU in that, and you're ahead of BYU in uh, in rushing. They only rush the ball about 68 yards a game. They're they're last in the Big 12. Hmm. So your pass defense better be ready. Pass defense better be ready. Mm-hmm. Pass defense is is eighth in the Big 12. The Red Raiders are giving up 232 yards per ball game. Um, so you hope you get maybe some guys back. You know, defensively, uh, C.J. Baskerville, et cetera. Um, you're not going to have Jacob Rodriguez back. Um, and I wonder, I wonder if, uh, like, should you go up there and lose, you would have, you know, four games left. And at that point in time, do they say to Jacob Rodriguez, Hey, let's just go ahead and redshirt this and be a hundred percent. And what did we say when we talked about this two days ago? <laughs> we talked about it two days ago, but that, there's a possibility that he could be a guy that would leave that would leave early. Now, whether leaving early is next year or the year after next, um, but the, the likelihood of him being here four years is probably not very high. So you can say again, we could say what we said, you know, day and a half ago, a couple of days ago. Does it really matter? And I think it. The only way that it doesn't really matter is is he truly a hundred percent healthy? Maybe. Okay. Uh, that would change things. The the other thing, if he's not fully healthy, then yeah, I don't think they'd be playing him. The other thing, and I I didn't know this, and I I can't remember where I heard it. I heard it. I think I heard it on on Tech Talk yesterday afternoon. But the bowl game does not count as a as one of the four games for players who are um, trying to get um, to maintain their their redshirt ability. In other words, you can play four games, but you could play four plus a bowl game. And still retain your red shirt. Of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. <laughs> you don't like that, do you? I don't. Okay. I'll, I'll put. I, I thought maybe you, I didn't know. I didn't know how you'd feel about that, but I could. I could tell right away. Well, as soon why as should they, we act like that doesn't count? I. I don't know. It's exempt. It, it's exempt. Why don't they just give them five years? But that would. That, maybe that'd be better. You have. Yeah. You have five years. It's just interesting. You get, I mean, at the end of the day, maybe we should just say to all these college guys that this would eliminate, this would eliminate lawyers, this would eliminate paperwork, this would eliminate filing for you know injuries and well, all. Now this. you can stop because none of that's ever going to go away, right? So and for yeah. those for those out there, they're like, oh, Jamie, you're against the athletes, so why shouldn't they be given that extra year? Blah 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 blah. Okay, well, who doesn't get to come on the back end? The kids coming out of high school yeah, are right. losing spots mm-hmm. to and, guys that we just mm-hmm. keep in college for years and years and years. Yeah, and and that's and we're starting to see the effect of that right now because of COVID and the the backup that has 
transpired, you know, over the last couple of years of guys that would have normally moved off a roster that are still around because they had a COVID year and then they get a redshirt year and then they get a uh, injury year and then next thing you know they're like walking out of places with doctorates yeah you know and uh, you know so I mean it's you, you, there's there there does seem to me maybe to be a, a defining aspect of that and may, maybe it is hey y'all you get five years there's no appeals if you get hurt sorry about you see that'd be a good reference to that right if you get hurt sorry about you you get five years you don't always control when you get hurt. I understand that, but Somebody I mean, breaks your leg. That's not. But if, but if you get hurt, control. you get hurt. I mean, you get five, you get five years. Would you be? Would you sign up for that? I, I, I think it probably needs to be a six-year window because if there's an injury okay. and if you redshirt, if you redshirt before you start, okay, playing. So maybe five plus a redshirt. Okay. Give, give everybody six years. Hey, you got six years. But I mean, we're going beyond that now. Some, yeah. Some. It was like those two uh, linemen that that played for Tech. One, the one guy. I mean, he was probably here eight years. Morales. Yeah, Tony Morales. I don't think it was quite a hate. But it sure, it sure seemed like it. Yeah. It sure seemed like he was on the cusp of double digits. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. The uh, National League Championship Series will continue today as uh, Philadelphia and Arizona will uh, do battle. Uh, obviously, we f- we focused on this on this Ranger series, but man, Philadelphia is really uh, knocking the snot out of the ball, Jamie. Right now, they look like the best team in baseball. Okay, that would be the team that scares me the most if I'm a Rangers or Astros fan. Okay. Uh, that uh, game set to be in uh, Arizona today, 407 first pitch. Okay. Would you disagree? Nope, nope. I think you're right. I mean, they are, they are, uh, they're smacking it around. And they're they're pitching well, and uh, they appear to be the the lead dog, so to speak. You know, and if, no matter who wins, you know, I think before before the um, two championship series started. I think I would have told you whoever wins that the ALCS would be favored in the World Series. You did say that. I did say that. No. And no, I don't think I would say that now. I think I would agree with I would agree with you mm-hmm. that Philadelphia, just the the way that they're playing, attacking, attacking the ball, et cetera, et cetera. The runs that and maybe the and maybe the Diamondbacks have just made them look like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe they've kind of kind of come back down to earth a little bit. I mean. They were eighty-four and seventy-eight. I mean, they did knock off the Dodgers. Um, the D-backs did, but yep. Um, you know, sometimes you know yeah, you, just the, get, you get on a roll. I think the D-backs are a good team. I, I just think that Philly's dialed in, man. Yeah, yeah. Would you, you wouldn't probably be surprised if Philly swept this series, now would you? I would not be shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Uh, okay, so a couple things from the Yates Learning Center chat line. Then on to football. Scherzer was worth the gamble. If he was hot, they have a three zero lead. If not, they give him his rehab start and would still be up two one. Scherzer will be better in his next start if needed. Scooter, you agree with that? I would think so, but yeah. I mean, I, I we don't know that for certain. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this Rangers have been a streaky team all year. Hopefully, this isn't the start of a losing streak. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That it's fair. Uh, this, if you're on a Seven-game win streak, the odds 
you've the odds are you've got a loss coming. Yeah, pretty good odds. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair too. Uh, somebody says this: the uh, got to have Scherzer to win the World Series. Okay, you would think so. Yeah, yeah. And, and at this point in time, obviously, if uh, Scherzer is able to come back, let's just say he comes back and pitches Game Seven, and um, and the Rangers need that, and they win, they go on to the World Series, and then they win that. Whatever you gave up and paid uh, Max Scherzer is worth it because you've never won one. Correct. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. You've never. Yeah, I don't think anybody's questioned on that. No, not not right now. You uh, also on your roster next year too. Mm-hmm. Not a rental. Yeah. Right. So, no matter what, I think you're still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Tim DeRuiter is the defensive coordinator for Texas Tech. He has actually played and coached against uh, BYU. He played for the Air Force uh, back in the early 80s and um, has been a coach uh, previously in the in the Pac-12. So it's, he's played there a number of times. I think 10 times was the number I saw that uh, Coach DeRuiter has either played or, or been to. This is his 10th trip as a player and a coach. Uh, he was an assistant at Air Force, played there as well, and then at uh, Cal as well, and then at uh, Fresno State as the head coach. Here is uh, Tim DeRuiter on the BYU offense. They've got Keaton Slovis, a uh, very veteran quarterback. I think he was still at USC back when I was a couple schools ago. Um, uh, very strong-armed guy. Uh, they've got some veteran receivers, uh, a lot of long guys that can run, throws a, a, a really good vertical ball, uh, He's got a strong arm, can throw it, you know, the outcut to the field. Uh, so you got to, you know, worry about that. They're going to, you know, try to establish the run game and then and get throws off of it. Not a, a traditional RPO-ish type offense, but more tr- traditional play action, um, bootlegs, those type of things. Um, they want to mix it up. They're about 50-50 run pass. But right now, they, the, the pass, they've had more explosive plays out of that than the run. That's uh, Tim DeRuiter. Uh, BYU coming off of a loss at TCU, 44-11. TCU, passing-wise, were over 400 yards uh, against BYU. And that was with their second-string guy. Yeah, so, Um. you know, Texas Tech's playing with their number three guy. um, And I think I'd be shocked if you – no matter who was in that quarterback, whether it was Morton or – Jake Strong, if you went for over 400 yards. If you went for over 400, yeah, that would be really surprising. I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not going to sit here and tell you today that with the struggles they've had defending the past, that you shouldn't, you know, try to take advantage of that. Some mm-hmm. you absolutely should. Um, just don't become obsessed with that and get away from your run game. Last home game for BYU was uh, September 29th. They beat Cincinnati 35 to 27. A three-play, 82-yard touchdown drive in the last 30 seconds of the first half gave them a 14-10 to 10 lead, and they never trailed again and won 35-27. to 27. That was their first Big 12 victory. Here is uh, Tim DeRuiter on playing and coaching versus BYU there in Provo. Yeah, I know. I've, I've been there uh, plenty of times. and In fact, I, this is how old I am. I was there the, the first game uh, that they de- dedicated the, the new stadium back in 1982. Um, when I was at playing at the Air Force Academy. Um, they do a tremendous job of getting support from their, their fans. Uh, I think every time I've been there, it's been sold out or, or right close to it. 
the way they designed the stadium, it's it's a vertical design and it's enclosed and it's one of the louder stadiums I think in the country. Um, uh, they've got a, a great tradition there of, of success, uh, going back to um, you know back when I played and Coach Edwards was there, and Coach Siktaki and, and his staff have has continued that. They're, they've always been uh, very very good in the pass game. They've traditionally been a very power run game uh, team and uh, been very difficult to beat at home. And so we know it's going to be a challenge. Uh, uh, their fans do a great job of supporting them, and, and we're going to have to overcome that just like you do every time you go on the road in the Big 12. Uh, there's a gr lot of great venues, and certainly with them coming into the Big 12, uh, they're, they're going to be right up there with, with any of the best um, venues that we have. And just uh, looking at uh, their stadium, Jamie, the, the mountains are on the west side of the stadium. And so the press box view is looking back to the looking back to the mountains. Looks like looks like looks very inviting. I wonder. I'm sure there's some kind of mountain effect with the weather. Uh, you would think so. But I mean, I you know, I don't know the ins and outs of that. But I'm sure that the broadcasters will give us that. You know, well the mountain effect is coming into play here this afternoon or this evening. Mm -hmm. The winds coming off of the mountains. You know, blah blah blah. Um. But that's that's kind of odd that the press box is on the east side. At least that's what that's what it looks like from this picture that I'm looking at. It looks like the press box on the east side. Okay. Well, I mean, it just seems it's it's different. Okay. I'm just kind of trying to give you the paint the picture, lay of the land, you know, you know, and it'd be it'd be very distracting for you to go there because you'd see those mountains and you would never look at the field. You'd be uh, thinking about looks beautiful there. You no think about hiking up in those i probably would in those hills mm -hmm. um it is a grass field I don't know how much that means or or makes but <clears throat> anyway the other thing is how about this for byu here's a little tidbit for you the average age for the byu football player is almost 22 years of age that's partly because of the the missions that a lot of these guys go on um and the other thing is 31 members of this team are married and 10 have kids. So wow. you would think that this would be a, quote, veteran mature team, right? When you hear those things. Mm -hmm. So that that's, yep. that's a challenge when you have, you know, a very young quarterback and some, but you've got, you've got an, an older team too. It's not like you've got a bunch of freshmen out there playing. Yeah, but you got one in a key spot. You do. No, no doubt. And you've got a bunch that have been playing on defense and, at this point in time, you may say, well, they're not they're really, doing a really But they've done a really good they've job. They've done a really good job. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. All right. So, Centex Hank <laughs> says to us on the Yates Flooring Center ch chat line that... Uh, Posters here are a whole lot less nasty than those on TikTok. Said so he listened for the second time yesterday, and dang, their audience is rude. Much more civilized here. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to change that. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just bad memory, Jamie. We're gonna call me right now. I want you to tell me the most angry you've ever been as a tech football fan. It can be over a situation, a moment, uh, 
a coach getting fired, a coach not getting fired, mm-hmm. a play, a loss. What's the most angry you can remember being over a tech football game mm. or a tech football play or just anything that has to do with tech football? I know Chuck's answer. I don't know that I have one. Okay, help me with mine. You wanted to kill an offensive coordinator when he was walking up the stairs. That was a head. <laughs> right. Down. He was walking down the stairs. He walking down the stairs. <laughs> violence against an OC. Right. I've never gotten that. Like, I was at Colorado. I get frustrated. I get disappointed. Mm-hmm. Dana Holgerson. Um, I'm still coming back. Like, it's even if I give up, it's only giving up that I'm not letting it affect my mood. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still rooting for him. They're still my team. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a, I'm fed up with you. I'm never, I, I don't get that way with mm-hmm. sports. My teams are my teams and the Red Raiders are my teams. So like I've been disappointed insert every year since basically 2009 almost it feels like that you've had disappointments in them. Um, and I've been frustrated. I don't know that I've just been like, Screw you! I'm going home and never coming back, and you can't make me. I, I don't get that way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I know I've got the reputation, the reputation of for being, you know, a uh, negative Nancy and a Debbie Downer and all those things. But I generally do want my teams to win. It's never a go away. I'm done with you. Mood. I, I never, I never threaten violence like other people have. <laughs> I'm not saying you had to be mad at Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Man. You guys want my answer? I, yes. Okay, oh, yeah, I have sure. three. Okay, I have three. Okay, okay, so I'm I'm gonna pull a Chuck here. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I think I have one that's number number one on my list. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hope hope Sneed's listening because all mine are official related. Okay, okay, I, and I'm terrible with years. I apologize. Cliff's first year in Norman the pass interference call against Jakeem Grant mm-hmm. when he runs by the guy. The guy grabs his jersey. Uh, Jakeem knocks his hand off uh, his jersey, catches a touchdown pass, and they call Jakeem for offensive pass interference. Um, Thought that official should be fired on the spot and never be allowed near a college football game ever again. That angered me so much. That would be number one. Um, The Baylor one a couple years ago when when our our officiating crew didn't know the rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, That angered me pretty bad as well. probably pretty fired up there um and then um dylan cantrell a few years ago getting called for a pass interference on a touchdown uh against kansas state when he's going down the right sideline there the guy's hanging all over him again dylan gets into the end zone um gets the hands off of him and he's called for offensive pass interference when the guy was holding him for about 15 yards down the field getting into the end zone and uh, I remember Level telling me after that, the officials said to uh, whoever the coach, Coach Wells was at the time, I believe, um, he was just, he was too physical. <laughs> he was too physical. <laughs> he was too physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's another one that really, really had me fired up. Yeah. So uh, those, were, those, were, those were plays and those were about officials. I, I mean, you guys took it as you have to be mad at Tech. Yeah, I was... I, that's how yeah. I took it. Yeah, that's yeah, how I well, took it. I mean, I, the most mad you've been is a Red Raider football fan. Doesn't mean you have to be mad at your team. Uh, this this from the Yates Sporting Center chat line. This 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 memory uh, brings makes my blood boil. 
the onside kick to lose against Texas. Um, that was that was. was I, there was not an onside kick. But it was a pooch. kick. The pooch kick, yeah, the pooch kick, right? Yeah, yeah the pooch, the pooch kick, right? How could I forget the pooch kick? I hate the pooch kick. Um, the 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 game in uh, Fort Worth where we kicked the field goal on I don't know, second down or whatever it was. I mean, that was. I was, <laughs> I was too confused to be mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I walked out of that Texas game, though, that I thought we had won and going to have the Christmas card with the double T scoreboard and blah, 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 blah. I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty hot after that game. How about the, uh, I think it was four or five years ago now, the uh, couldn't kick the kickoff inbounds. It felt like mm-hmm. seven out of ten times mm-hmm. you couldn't do it. Like three times it was going out of bounds. Which meant they were starting at their thirty-five yard, their 40, 35 yard line at that point. That was, that's been, that's about as mad as I've been at a specific play when it happens. Because it's just, you've got a fifty-yard field that you could kick it in, and you're kicking it out of bounds. Like it feels like you're trying to do that. Kick it through the uprights, and you don't get that penalty. Practice your field goal kicking. We could have used it that year. I I know, like for me, the most numb or complacent that I've ever walked out of that stadium was after you lost to K-State and then a couple of days later Matt Wells was fired. I mean that was that was like it's 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 just like it was like walking out of a tomb that night. It was just every, I mean that just <laughs> everybody was just well everybody everybody was and there was no I mean there was no walking out of a tomb. It was like walking out of a tomb. It was like because nobody was saying anything. It was like just everybody was like got up out of their graves and just walked out. Like, <laughs> That's the difference between when Chuck leaves and when I leave for the post game show. Uh, when I left a little before, like a little after halftime, uh, it We're was zombies. It, it was nothing but uh, blank and vinegar on the way out. Yeah, people screaming yeah, was... and saying that they were never coming back. Well, I mean. When I left, me and the zombies, we just got up out of our crypts and just we just kind of shuffled out and just went. We didn't say anything. We didn't mm-hmm. say anything. I think I've got an upon further review on the coming with regard to BYU Stadium. Apparently, I'm geographically challenged. But We're all just in sh- shock by that. Well, I mean, in, my, in fairness to me and how this looks on their – on their game notes and their their stadium picture, it sure it sure looks that way to me. But what the hell do I know? Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hopefully, it's going to be a great Thursday today. Uh, man, the weather's been really really nice this week. Uh, just very very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, almost it's been almost beautiful. Almost wish you had a. Saturday afternoon football game this weekend. I mean, you have one, but I mean, it's not here. It's not, no, in, yeah, not, not in town. town. You know, well, get you and far, four, five of your friends together and play three on three and enjoy the outdoors outside. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't remember the last time I played uh, touch football or tackle. All the more reason why you should play this weekend. No. No. I know. I, I feel great right now. There's no reason to hurt myself. Stretch first. No, I mean, no. I just, I, Stretch first. I just, I just, one, I don't have that desire. Two, um, the only footballs I have in my house are signed. And then we're not playing with those, okay? Keep the... Oh, I bet we can get you a football. 
I'm I sure. bet one of your friends would have a football you could use. I don't even know if I have six, five friends to find that would the play The boys football. don't have a football? No, they do. Yeah, yeah. They, Who's that one? They do. <laughs> they do. Um, and we've, you know, we... Let, let's help Chuck, Chuck out. Can we get five people no, in the East no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll tell you football what, I'll, with Chuck I'll throw the weekend. ball with the boys this weekend, okay? I'll throw the ball with the boys. I bet we can get five people that would want to play. You are really angering him, trying to push him to get off out of his recliner. No, I mean, I've got stuff to do this weekend. My chief among them, I think, is I'm going to buy a new I think I'm going to give up my mower and just buy a new one. I cannot get the dang gun thing started. Yeah, but that's that won't. I mean, I'm disappointed for you. Okay, because I bet it's fixable. I tried. I took it. Take it to someone. that will pay for it because I bet they can get it fixed for fifteen or twenty dollars. Oh no, it's usually more than that. And uh, I usually... bet not if it's a spark plug or something simple. I think those it's people the with those kind of knowledge, knowledge, that kind of knowledge are. I think it must really, be the carburetor. Really smart people. I did take the air filter out, and it was. It was kind of clogged up. <laughs> did you put a new one in? Not yet. Try it? Not yet. I, <laughs> I tried it without the air filter. I was like, well, uh, caution to the wind. And just and wouldn't start, but that man that yeah. that air filter but, was, was. I mean, but how long is it going to take you to go get a new mower? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. But uh, maybe I mean, I'll you just... go to the store, you buy it, you go home. I mean, it's, right. Are right. you gonna are you gonna put it together yourself? No, I'm gonna buy one. Buy one that's put together. <laughs> okay, so even less time. Yeah, right? I'm gonna buy one that's put together. Um, how do you get it home? Uh the Lucky Ladies SUV. Okay. Right. But I was thinking maybe I'll just call, maybe just text Rico, see if he's still around. Rico, when, before my before I had my knees done, Rico was mowing an edge in my yard. Okay. I was thinking, thinking maybe calling Rico, texting Rico and see if he's still in the mowing an edge in business. Is he swabbing? Hey, he did a good job, you know, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well. Uh, somebody says, somebody says this, we get to tackle Chuck. No, you don't get to tackle Chuck. We're, I'm not playing flag. flag. I'm not doing. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not, I'm not doing. I'm not doing any of that. The yeah. funny part is, that's the first time I recognize Austin's name here on the chat line, and he, he piped up with, "I get to tackle tackle Chuck." Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, somebody says this starter fluid, man. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think I might have some starter fluid. That may not. I'll try that. That may not be a bad idea. I think you're giving up too quick. Uh, if you used ethanol gas in it, I'll bet the carburetor's trash. No, I didn't. I used the, I, I didn't. I used the alcohol-free gas. So, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, let's see. He should live stream the game and give any proceeds to charity. What, our flag football game? No. Our tackle football game? No. We're not doing that. Uh you could be like all-time quarterback, maybe. Well, I, that's usually what I was. Uh-huh. I was usually all-time quarterback. Yeah. Are we now we to, only need four friends. Are we allowed to rush? <laughs> sure. Whatever. You, whatever. whatever all-out blitz. All-out blitz. <laughs> I'll just hand the ball off. Three here. Mississippi. <laughs> Got to get three Mississippi. <laughs> Man, um, I can't tell you the last time I played football. It's been a uh, long time. Last I know the last time Chris Lovell played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> Uh, motorcycle cop, 98th Street between Indiana and University. That is so unfair. I, I was, I was there between. I was there the other day, and I was going. I was going, going to a location, and he had somebody pulled over, and I came back from that location, and he had somebody pulled over. So unfair, and it's, it's just so unfair. That's right. He should have been available to pull Chuck over. 
How, no. how is it unfair? Please explain to us how it's unfair. Because it's sneaky. They they hide behind these. There's there's this little farm place. Because we used to we used to all live over there at 98th and University. It was the former compound. And um, I mean, you just you just knew on a sunny day, you know, when they had nothing else better to do, that they were going to hang out there handing out tickets. You know who cops don't tend <clears throat> to pull over and give tickets to? People that drive five under. No, well, mm-hmm. probably, but. Probably if you stay within five over. Yeah. You don't even have to be five under. Yeah. Or not doing 90 on the Sherpa bot. Yeah. Uh, Paulo says so this. So this is a great time for you to say what, Chuck? Sorry about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, let's also be clear here that um, the whole reason we do the, the man helping man mm-hmm. is because the chief of police wants people to slow down. Mm-hmm. That's the well, goal. Here's the deal. We haven't. We have that was that was two chiefs ago, but the the previous chief did sign off on that. I have not had a chance to meet the interim chief yet, though. So I don't know if the if the what's that guy been doing? Well, has he, he, <laughs> he not been out and about yeah, enough? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't had, had the chance to to shake his hand. He's really the unofficial mayor of <laughs> Lubbock's rich people. Yeah. yeah, we've not had that opportunity yet. Uh uh, this correction on my on my personal line: ethanol free gas, not alcohol. Okay, well, yeah, I put in the, I put it in the what the, I, I put in the gas that's not supposed to screw up your car carburetor. Um, somebody says this: I fix my mower by watching YouTube videos. I can't do that. I've man, I can't tell you the number of things that I've fixed watching YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah, I mean, um. The, probably the most difficult was the mm-hmm. the sp- sprinkler control box. Oh man! Put that whole thing apart and watched the video and just wire brushed it and all that good stuff. It wire was, brushed. It, it was not working well at all. I was proud. Wire brushed it and for like the last four years, it's been perfect. I was proud of myself that I found my screwdriver to be able to take off the little thingy for the where the air filter is. Little thingy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, got up ready to drive to Arlington for Rangers game and kitchen is flooded from a leaking pipe. Is this a bad oh. omen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a bad high there is what that is. Chuck just wants to be all-time QB. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh-huh. Starter fluid, man. We talked about that. Okay. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. 